Hello, my ladies, my gays, my theys, and the men who get it. I hope you're ready to get a little bit spooky, a little bit scary, because this is the F the Nice Guy podcast Halloween episode. And for today's episode, I knew I had to summon a very special guest. And Kitty puts out some really good content where people call her the hero, and she says, no, I'm not the hero, I am the villain. So here we are, Kitty, our resident villain life coach. Hello. Bonjour. Good day. <laughs> Hello. 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 First of all, what is a villain life coach for anyone who hasn't seen your content? Good day. My name is Kitty and I am a villain life coach. If you don't know me, I am kind of known for traumatizing the men who bother me. Uh, so a villain life coach is basically this concept of I'm telling you the ways to be the worst version of yourself from these types of men's perspective. They think that this is like terrible and awful and evil. And so naturally, I agree. So I'm going to embrace it because villains, one, have the best character songs, a significantly more interesting sense of fashion, and are always better storytellers as well. So uh, I just lean into it. And then the life coaching aspect is I go through different methods and ways. I try to tailor it to different personality types and situations and all those types of things. We have people and we're constantly told as women and femme presenting people growing up uh, ways to keep yourself, quote unquote, safe. However, I believe we all would agree that don't work. <laughs> oh, politely reject them. Say no, thank you. That doesn't work. <laughs> Say you're married or have a boyfriend. OK, but what do you do when he inevitably goes, well, he doesn't have to know about it. For me, it is these men are determined to hurt their own feelings because if you give them a polite rejection, they will push past it. They will try it. No, why not though? Why not though? Okay, you wanna know why not though? And so I just lean into that mean persona, which statistically, if you look at criminal profiling, case studies, victim studies, different cases across the globe, one of the most underlying factors is that the victims or people who are consistently called nice, like the women, the femme presenting people. They were always so nice. They just wanted to help people light up a room. No, I darken a room. <laughs> um, I mean, if someone asks me for help, I'm like, nah. Like, and that unfortunately is what does keep you safer. So being more off-putting will keep you safer. You are not the type of target that serious predators are after. And that does kind of dilute into just people who may not actually want to physically harm, but psychologically damage it ask the nice guys. So I just go through the different methods and ways. First of all, I love that. As someone who has like chronic happy face, <laughs> like the opposite Oof. of bitch face, I think it's really interesting because we really are taught like, well, like you can reject people, but just like do it in a nice way. You don't want to hurt feelings. And the fact of the matter is per what you just said, like that doesn't work. Like nothing really works, like no matter what. And especially with these nice guys, even though a lot of the times they're like under the guise of niceness, they're persistent and they will not take no for an answer. And it can make it really hard to navigate how to reject them. So I think it's interesting, like your take of just, no, lean into that. Lean into the fact that you're going to be mean, that we're we're just letting go of the illusion of we have to be nice. And instead, we're just pedal to the middle, like, let's destroy. Let's destroy. And I also really push being more or less off-putting in like a creepy sense, because yes. 
I have found that yes. And there's a lot of people who are very afraid of giving that kind of fiery response and being like very confrontationally mean. Sure. Um, so going into, you don't want to interact with me. I'm unhinged. <laughs> I'm crazy. Right, right. I have several bodies buried in a backyard. You know, leaning into that makes them uncomfortable and it yeah. makes them lose interest in you, right. which psychologically keeps you safer because now they're not feeling so rejected and in their feelings, they've kind of rejected you in their own head. Like, oh, this girl's crazy. I'm not interested in her anymore. And then they're not so prone. And absolutely, psychology is not a rule book. It is a guideline. Sure. So there is absolutely still room for error here. But it really does kind of reverse psychology them into choosing to leave the interaction instead of getting hurt and then wanting to hurt you. Right. So it's not like, oh, I'm being rejected in this moment. It's like, oh, God, this, this woman is terrifying. I'm running away now. I'm leaving. I'm choosing to leave this situation of my own accord. I don't even like you. I've pissed my pants. It was unrelated Ugh. to this moment. I just had to go. I really had to go. It's unrelated. Yeah, that's super fascinating. And I think also it kind of breaks. Like, I feel like it's so unexpected that these men yes. have this script in their head. And no matter which way you go, they probably have a plan to direct it where they, like, nice yeah. guys always have a plan. Like, usually years in the making uh, to, to get you or to get with you. And they have an approach that they use. But the way that you guide people to respond, I feel like, is so out of the realm of what to expect <laughs> that they, like, short circuit. They're like, oh, oh, um, mm -hmm. what do I say to dead bodies in the backseat? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why what I have found, and you can see in some of the encounters I've caught on camera, a lot of them will try to deviate back to what they originally were planning to do, which is ask me out. Like, they'll be like, uh, uh, and then they'll be like, uh, well, I was just wanting to say you were really pretty i know uh, that kills okay. them every time kills them. confidence they're like what you didn't <laughs> bow to that what do you mean but otherwise they will try to curb it and that's why i don't let them curb it away like i have had extended conversations with somebody who i was talking about how i'm under investigation for arson that my husband died in a car fire and he was still trying to talk to me about how i must have such good energy though and i'm like yeah could you tell the cops that because they're staking out my house constantly I, I, I seriously, man. Also, can we just talk about the fact that I'm still in mourning? I had to see his melted face charred in a morgue and you're trying to hit me up right now. What is wrong with you? Like going into that and they yeah. just disengage. I do not let them curb their conversation back to their script because I've right. thrown them off and it's already made them go like uh, uh, short circuit. Yeah. The really stupid ones, the ones with really piss poor survival instincts in particular, <laughs> will try to curb the conversation back, but that's where I just don't let them. I will go all day. Yeah. I have details. You're like, Do I've you? made up really good stories. Like I have they're fully fleshed out. They're fully fleshed stories. out. Some <laughs> of them might be true. Who's to say? You tell me, be afraid. So can you give me an example of an interact? I feel like we've talked about now in like theory. Can you give me either an example from your life or I've seen some examples on TikTok as well, but just uh, like how this plays out or has played out for you. One guy tried to ask me when I was in line at like a Ross, uh, I had headphones in and he turns oh, around no. and then he double takes at me. 
Because the thing is, is even though my face is relatively apathetic at all times, like I'm a very like stagnant person, Mm -hmm. uh, I look very visually interesting because I, I dress and I try to make myself be what my younger self would have wanted to be. Like she's who I dressed to impress and she had impeccable taste. So I love that. But this guy, so he double takes at me, turns around in line and starts trying to talk to me about my outfit. And it's very blue and space themed. And he's like, what are you listening to? And I was like, screams. And he was like, screams, screams. And he's like, "Uh, well, I was just going to say, my my buddy does like songs. Anyway, okay. Like, and he just, (laughs) he just like still wanted to try to make his point, but he was so confused and off put that he just turned back around and never even vaguely looked in my direction again. Like he was so straightforward. It made him feel so awkward. Screams. (laughs) screams just just screams just screaming a chorus of screams from my basement yeah it's a live feed (laughs) don't worry about it don't worry about it the first video that ever like popped off on tiktok for me was one of my favorite uh routes is the organ harvesting route because uh, you know cannibalism is very mainstream (laughs) organ harvesting is not and there's something viscerally worse about organ harvesting because it's not like i'm just going to eat you i'm going to harvest bits and pieces of you and make money off of it so i was on a walk and you know you can always sense when somebody is like sees you and is going to talk to you in particular yeah i was walking past this gas station and i'm turning back around i'm going to walk back up and i had seen this guy like just loitered around in in this Ugh. parking lot and then he looks at me so i saw him like looking at me and definitely admiring sure. my fatty mcdump truck of an ass <laughs> as they often do and built like Mewtwo. So it's a very, it's a very like appealing body type, I guess. But uh, so I'm walking back and the video is, you know, me walking and he calls out, can I get your number? Oh, can I give you my number? Like, you know, he swaps. And I look, I'm like, what? Uh, you don't want my number. Why not? Well, because anybody who's in my phone gets contacted by organ harvesters. What's that? It's people who take your organs and sell them. Yeah, never mind. It's for the best. You know, that is exactly how that interaction went. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know what? It's very topical with Halloween co- coming around the corner. I cannot even imagine what men's faces must look like. Because even, like, the first story you told, the fact that, like, you had your headphones in, he asked you about the music, you're like, I'm listening to screams. And then he, like, stuttered out something about, like, my friends in music or whatever like it shows you like how scripted they really are i think like when you respond normally to someone you don't catch like that this is a conversation pre-planned in their head it is they already had the next three lines but the the way that you like throw something out they can't recover they're they're still trying to be like no the the thing i wanted the thing i wanted the the friend the the friend with the music topic (laughs) i had in mind for this conversation and what i will not let them ever do is control the topic of the conversation oh no (laughs) you can try to pivot back to your friend but i am going to keep talking about how my only musical genre is the screams of terror. I rip them straight off of horror movie franchises and sometimes the dark web. You know, like I just, <laughs> right, right, I'm right, not right. gonna let them pivot. We're gonna be pivoting back. <laughs> you can try and pivot all day. It ain't gonna work. We're staying the creepy darkest alley. That's where we're walking right now. Commit to the bit. 
Well, it's not a bit, so makes it easier for me. But if they have a script, you could have a script. And that's one of the things I yeah. try to coach is like whatever feels most natural to you. Like obviously sure. I have a natural inclination towards the macabre. So making things <laughs> creepy and weird and like ridiculous creep, like that's easy for me. But if you're sure. not, then write out yourself a script. They're trying to follow a script. Yeah. You follow yours. Sometimes having a complete conversation almost like as if you're not even paying attention to what they say is off-putting and will again trigger uncanny valley it's like talking to a robot on like when you call customer service right right sound like a person what do you mean i'm not a person do i sound that bad today and it's like that's not what i asked you know um yeah right you're getting like close to the right answer but not exactly right to the point that you're like i feel off about this interaction i i feel like that somewhere deep within you is telling you like something's wrong here i love to live in the uncanny valley that's that's where my <laughs> house is that's amazing the weather is partly cloudy could storm at any time and for some reason there's a draft of the smell of meat in the air <laughs> it's it's quite lovely very lovely smell it's lovely it's a good day i i think that's very very interesting though because like there's a very small area i feel like that is disturbing to men in a way that they don't want to engage like i feel like some men are like ooh, like you could take it certain routes like you can't out creep men in certain areas i think they'll always be able to creep you out more because like i remember like i used to do um I did like improv and all that stuff like comedy and like when men would start being like derogatory or something a lot of the women would try and like go back at them with the a same energy and like they would they're always more skilled in that area and they'll always go farther but i love where you are like the realm you're in so i get that on occasion especially in my comment section i very rarely get men being trying to be like sexually derogatory towards me and get sure. like gross like that because that's usually the route they go down with the creepy um, so what I do, which makes them very uncomfortable and very upset, is I will always just slightly correct them in like the worst of ways. So when somebody tries to come at me about like, oh, what's that mouth do? You know, stuff like that. Like, oh, it completely completes the bite cycle. Do you know how easy it is to bite through something like meat? <laughs> Similarly, when people try to say anything about like, I get men who try to say, oh, like they go straight into something like me having an OnlyFans, which there is nothing wrong with having an OnlyFans. If you can, sure. my only thing is I could never make men happy. <laughs> that is a manipulation. I'm morally against it. That is that is a <laughs> level of manipulation that you are comfortable with that I just, I, I admire. I simply, I just can't. I have to make them angry. That's what I like to do. Uh, but they try to do something like, and they're immediately slut shaming, even though, you know, for a fact, they went looking for an OnlyFans because they would have subscribed. And now they're mad they didn't get one. Right, right. Um, Or they otherwise try to throw out something about like, obviously fantasizing about me. And I'm like, oh, listen, I know I can't stop you from having your fantasy. Because obviously that would be the only way that this would happen. But I do want to make sure that it's accurate. So uh, I have about five different pockmarks on my left ass cheek. And I do have really horrific boils. And also there is no way you're getting out of this encounter without getting infected with pinworms. They don't like when I do this. I cannot even imagine oh, what I mean. They like get so mad. It's so funny to me. It's like they're not prepared. Like, I think the way that women and fem presenting people are really anybody if like men will go after a lot of different who don't people, they but, go after yeah who will who will they leave alone um but it's like they are so used to disturbing others and not caring 
and thinking they are almost immune to being disturbed. Like, like I was saying, like, not. like when, when you joke back, yeah, I do clearly cause God don't help them all. Uh, but like when you come at them with the energy they're used to, they will outdo you in that direction. Like I have never, if someone is going to be gross in that area, like sexually explicit or whatever else degrading, like they will win. They will always be kind of grosser than you because they will think in that way. And it usually doesn't disturb them that much because they like talking about that stuff. But like this realm of like pinworms or whatever the heck you're talking about. Oh, like, they're nasty. That's got, that's got to disturb them. Like, I just don't think they're prepared to be disturbed. They aren't. In that way. Uh, usually they'll try. I've had like one or two try to throw back. Like, why would you, why would you want to be like, if you're trying to be appealing, this isn't working. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> like, like, duh. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to appeal. I'm just trying to make sure things are accurate. Like for per me personally, disturbing me is almost nigh impossible because I don't have, yeah. like, I literally do not have empathy. I do not have deep seated emotions. That is not some front. It is how it's always been. Right. When it comes to trying to disturb me, I just take it as like, we're more like having a little back and forth, like a game. And like, sure, sure, sure. nothing they've ever thrown at me seems original or new either. It's like, okay. I know what your coin hub history looks like. Congrats. Right. You know, it's, it's not even interesting. <laughs> like try harder. It's not even interesting. Like, can we try, like I've gotten naturally because I'm so antagonistic. I have gotten the occasional like death threat. And for me, Lord, they don't bother me. I don't care. Yeah. Usually it's just like, man, that is not a creative way to get it. You're going to put me in a dumpster. My dude, my brother in Christ, my dude. you know, no, not my brother in Christ. <laughs> my sister and Satan. Uh, you can't be putting bodies in dumpsters. They are poorly regulated by the city. So it is almost a guarantee that it's going to get found. Also, just as throwing this out there, you better be praying nothing bad happens to me. Because the first thing, if something bad dubiously happens to me, right. they will be scrubbing my social media. Congrats on making yourself a suspect. Hope you got an alibi. Those types of things don't bother me. Yeah. So yeah. that also is one of the reasons I think that I particularly antagonize so well sure. is because it's like, whatever. I think that's interesting though, because like if you are someone who is less emotional and less reactive, I think that must would probably play a huge part in it yes. too. Because like I noticed like back, back in my heyday of when men were harassing me more, it was like always my quote unquote reaction that they loved. Right. Yeah. So do you, th you think that plays a part in it as well? Just like you, the deadpan, like no matter what they're saying, you're just like, mm. exactly. Mm. It really does because this is, and this is something I've seen with people who suffer with cyber stalking stalkers in general, et cetera. One sure. of the number one things men want to have control over is women and time presenting people in general, but they also, if sure. they can't control women physically, they want to try to control them emotionally, their sense of safety, mm. their sense of yep. control, their sense of literally being able to exist and be alive and not be looking over their shoulder constantly. Sure. And so a lot of particularly cyber stalkers and any of these types of threatening ones, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get to that sense because they know they can't control you. They know they could never put a finger on you or do anything. Right. So what can they do? Well, they can try to make you feel unsafe and that's them controlling your emotions. And so when you don't give them anything and it is that apathetic, like, meh, you know, like, actually, you know what? I'm going to screenshot this and put it in my trophy room so everyone can laugh. LOL. Like, right. you know, when it, when they get dumped on instead, they didn't get the response they wanted. The number one thing that men love is a girl coming onto their page and being upset and scared. 
about a threat they got or somebody who's who got too close or xyz that is what they want so bad and so Mm -hmm. that is simply never something they're gonna get out of me (laughs) um which is another reason that they hate it so much and they they will still try because they have vain character syndrome where they think that uh they're gonna be the one yes they're the one who's gonna get me somehow no gonna break you yeah Mm. you'd have to have something that's able to break but not quite the case here and this is another point a lot of them really try to project that like for me, like, oh, she must have been hurt by men in her past. She must have been traumatized. The concept sure. of, oh, you can't break what's already broken, that kind of thing, too. But mm. what makes them even matter is it's like, nah, that's not even it either. Welcome to the tomb. I'm just this way. There was no male involvement. But I, of course, you do want to give men credit for me. Right, right. You, We made you. We made you this way. For the reason you're this way. Don't you dare say that's you. Don't worry. I had, I antagonize women too. It's just they don't typically, they have better survival instincts and they don't typically engage with me. They know better usually. Yeah. But I will. <laughs> I will. I, I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Give me, I have. And I will. Yeah, sure. But they just don't, yeah. they're not the common one, you know? They're not the uh, yeah. common denominator here, demendinator. So what would you say, because I'm sure, you, as you said, like, you get a lot of compliments. Oh, you yeah. do, like, have a really cool style. What do you feel differently between maybe someone who is an actually nice guy, like, just being complimentary, and when you realize there's something more nefarious, how do you tell the difference when they're engaging with you? Well, number one, and first and foremost, it is totally the vibe of a person. Like I can't, and I have men come and ask me with good faith, like what, I don't want to be creepy, uh, but if I see someone, how could I engage or otherwise just give them a compliment? And for me, it is the sense of what are they expecting to get out of this conversation? What, mm-hmm. what the same line can mean different things. It 100% depends on, what they were intending to get. If you go into complimenting a girl, intending to try to hit on her, intending to get her number, you're already wrong because it doesn't matter. It could be creepy to her. And when you come in with that intent, then they can, we can sense that. We know, we've been known. A man who is 30 (laughs) years older than me has no business asking if I have a boyfriend. We all know. And I had people arguing in that particular video about like how that's not harassment. He's asking a girl half his age uh, if she has a boyfriend. No. What do you think he wants? He's not trying to set me up with his like son. Also, I mean, and this is the other thing: coming into the conversation with understanding that no one owes you anything, especially pleasantries, because when you come in with a sense of entitlement and a sense of I deserve to get something for talking to this person, it's already it's already a crash course to failure. A- an example I like to give for like a compliment that felt like, no, that was just a person, a guy who was calling out something that he liked and he thought was a compliment. And he, I was in my car of all things. I pull up to this light. I had my window down. I pull up next to this guy Mm -hmm. and he looks over and he double takes and he rolls down his window. And I was like, oh God, I was like reaching for my clown horn because I have a clown horn in my car for these instances. Of course you do. I I have props. Um, (laughs) But no, he calls out. He's like, hey, sorry to know you. Your hair looks awesome i love that color i never see that color it's great and then the thing was before i could even start to respond he's already rolling up his window he is already disengaging we love to see it 
Thank yeah, you. He just saw something he thought was cool and wanted to compliment. It had nothing to do with my body. It had nothing to do with my butt, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I can tell because he's not also throwing, oh, you're just so pretty. You're just so beautiful. I know what you think is beautiful. I know. I give you, I know. With my aesthetic, <laughs> I give people so many other things to potentially compliment that you okay. should not have to just default to you're so pretty, you're sexy. Right. No. Right. Um, so him doing that and immediately disengaging. So I did not have to like excuse him from the conversation. Sure. That was what I consider a genuine type of like compliment and everything. And there were women who wouldn't have liked that because they don't like being yelled at when in their car. And that is absolutely they're right. Everyone's sensibilities sure. are different. My mm-hmm. personal sensibility is if somebody who's uh, assumingly a man comes up or otherwise just says, you look really cool. Like the whole outfit's really cool. Like, that's great. I love that. And then he just moves on. That's fine. I'm going to, I'll say like, yes, I know. Um, (laughs) You are correct. That's usually what I say. Instead of, because I don't really believe in thanking people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's where you you and I are very different, but I am perpetually thanking people. I need probably to do it less. Uh, So here we are. If you want something easy doing, like if you're in America, the ASL for thank you, that's a good way to like non-verbally thank, but still get that inclination to thank out of your body. Right, right, right. Um, But otherwise, you know, uh, I've had girls and girl compliments are so different than men compliments as well. Like the energy. 100%. Yes. And it's because we don't have to be on edge about like necessarily they're, they're coming up with creepy intentions. Like- Anytime I've had a girl or a woman compliment me, it's always been just excitement. And again, they disengage, like they will leave the conversation. I'm not having to shoo them away or otherwise. Maybe the occasional old lady, but it would be like, oh, okay, <laughs> I gotta go. We got it. Yeah, sure. Where did you get your shoes? Like somebody coming up like that is also different. Um, sure. And coming up with genuine intentions as well. Like if, if, it turns into a longer conversations because the girl chooses it, not because you're interrogating her. Right, right. I definitely want to tap into like getting into like, because I do think who you are is kryptonite to narcissistic people, but it is. Uh, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about, you touched on like, you don't owe people. Mm-hmm. You don't owe men kindness. You don't owe them <laughs> civility kind of, you know, but like, I, I think a lot of people when met with like, outright creeps it's like oh that's easy for me to be like get out of my face but it can be a lot harder when they come up like oh hey like I really love your outfit and are seemingly being nice to you I think a lot of women struggle how to like end those conversations so could you talk a little bit more about that like why that's you don't owe them that like kindness in those moments absolutely so you're just enjoying your own narrative and that's a point I make whenever men or otherwise are trying to say like these people who are trying to talk to you they just wanted to talk to you like why are you being so mean like they don't deserve that they're just trying to talk how is anybody ever going to have a conversation ever and my thing is is I'm like that's just it I don't want to have conversations with people I believe in being able to enjoy my own narrative. It's I call it demonic rules of engagement. All right. <laughs> I I do not ever start shit. I don't talk to other people. I don't start an engagement. Other people start to engage with me. And how I choose to respond is completely up to me. I don't owe people a nice response. If I feel like giving one, I will. If I don't feel like giving one, I won't. 
And that's just me being, giving what I feel like I'm getting. And when it comes to the men who come into the conversation and especially seemingly start out so nice, if it helps the mentality of how you don't owe them the pleasantry, if they start to make you feel uncomfortable or creepy or they keep going, just remember they came in expecting something of you. And it's really fun to destroy men's expectations. I love disappointing them. It's so great. It will make you feel so good. Um, And so excusing them is one really funny too. If you have it in you to be like, you can go now. You're excused. Toodles. Uh, don't you have somewhere to be? I even imagine. Do you, you certainly. Oh my God. You certainly have other places to be right now. Um, I would pay, like I, next time I'm out, I'm going to straight up be like, and you're excused. Good day. <laughs> like, and you're excused. And you're excused. Thanks. Goodbye. Um, I'm done with this conversation. And you don't owe anybody yeah. anything. And when people are like coming up to you with that, if you're going to owe them anything, it's rudeness. Right, right. That's what they, like, they came in with their own thing. It's like, that should, rudeness is what it deserves. If they come in there with the expectation that they're going to get your phone number because they called you pretty, then they deserve this. It's what they are owed, truly. (laughs) It's the, yeah, it's the exchange. It's it's, it's fair. I do love that. I think, like, it's so against, like, what we're taught. I feel like your frame of mind that it like is jarring, but then like the more you think about it, it's like, well, no, actually, you know what? <laughs> like, that makes a lot of sense. And like, even if you don't like, cause maybe not all people are comfortable or have like <laughs> the the demon sleigh that you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that it's, you're so, you're so good at it. You're, it's like so natural to you, but there are versions of this that people can do that feel more comfortable, but like everyone, what it stems from, everyone has the right to do. Absolutely. One of my favorite things to talk about is, because I understand, something that's always annoyed me when it comes to self-defense of any sort, be it psychological, like how to reject it, or literally self-defense, is that it's not actually like well-inclusive. It is not like, yes, yelling at a man who is making you, otherwise being very abrasive, saying, no, I see you. I am not interested. You are making me uncomfortable. Being able to do that takes a grit that a lot of people simply don't have. Some people are just sure. not comforted. You could shake them silly and be like, you've got to do this. And they just could not because it's scary and in the moment. And we're so right. conditioned against it. So I instead give them alternative ways that still like factor in. One of my favorites for non-confrontational people, if they feel like a man is going to try to talk to them, they need to pick up their phone. And instead of trying to be on a phone call with say like a friend, like, oh, hey girl, where are you right now? Oh, I'm here. No, no, no. You're picking up the phone call and you are having an angry discussion at a coworker who just screwed you over. <laughs> What do you mean? No, you didn't. No, that sale was supposed to go through on Tuesday. And it's a week late, you know, just getting mad. What do you mean he slept with my grandmother? You know, like getting mad <laughs> and having having this confrontational phone call where you are already sounding upset or angry can help dissuade men from approaching you or going through with it. Because one, for predatory men, you already look like a confrontational person, even if it's not aimed at them. And true con- uh, predatory men hate confrontational women. Hate it. It is exactly the opposite. We'll get into this with the narcissist discussion, but it is the 100% opposite of what they are trying to like pit. And then two, you already seem like you're in a bad mood. You're already seem like you're having a bad time. <laughs> yes. Why would they even risk getting that energy directed at them? You sound crazy and you can really have fun with it. <laughs> you can sound insane. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, I slept with his uncle and his dad and his grandfather, but I mean, you know, why wouldn't I? You know, like you can really get into <laughs> it. Uh, I burned his house down. Well, actually, don't tell anyone I burned his house down. But like, you know, 
Yeah, I told you not to talk hey, about this that. This is between us and apparently the whole rest right, of the right. supermarket. And then <laughs> they can get that out and one, have fun with it. But two, that should help the non-confrontational types avoid a confrontation from happening in the first place, which is the better thing for them. And they're never told any option for them. What are you going to do? That's so true. What you, yeah. you can't yeah. yell at a man. You can't say no because you just, you physically can't. Maybe someone's hurt you before for saying no. And so you have a trauma. Sure. So what are alternative options for you specifically? And that's a lot of what I try to cover on my page. Yeah. I mean, and talk about a good release. You know, if you if you're someone who's anti-confrontational, a fake phone call to no one, no one's being harmed. Like you just, and just go but off. But you go off. Whatever. If you are mad about something, I want you to just ream into it. I like to yell it. I I pull it, I call it the Charlotte Pickles because I specifically always go like Jonathan. You know, like yelling at a man as well. Throw in an, a male name that you're yelling at because sure. that will also tell a potential predator who's really like trying to get close to you or otherwise like targeting that you're mad yeah. and you're yelling at a man. At a at man. At a man. Yeah. Jonathan. Right. You screwed up my Jonathan. You know how long it took me to harvest that kidney? <laughs> Three weeks, Jonathan. Three weeks. Jonathan. Jesus, that's amazing. Now we have the creepy and the work. I'm I love when it's all coming together. Like all of the themes are coming together. It's all, it's all connected. It's all connected. Well, while we're talking about all connected, so I know I mentioned this to you prior to this conversation, but like how I find you to be like the kryptonite, right? To narcissistic people. And like I know I asked you, like, do you have a nice guy story? You're like, no, they every, all that I am is all that they don't want. Yeah. Uh, so I, like, would you talk a little bit about that? Like, what do you think kind of makes you shielded from that? So when it comes to, and I talk a lot about like what these particular predatory types of men and nice guys, nice guys are predatory. <laughs> what they are is yes. they are aiming and who do they always go for? They go for submissive or otherwise people pleasing type of women or femme presenting people. Their yep. best thing is an emotional or otherwise people pleaser type. That is what they want. And I'm a people displeaser. <laughs> That's awesome. The minute that somebody comes at me expecting me to do something, my very first instinct is antagonistic. Like, you know what? You might be correct and I should be doing, but you know what? Because right. you told me to, nah. I shan't do it. I shan't. I won't. I don't want to. I, oh, I would be terrible. You give me an order and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen now. Now it's not. You could have made a request, but you do not make demands of demons, okay? Not right, if you want right, things to go right. well. So um, when it comes to these men, and I, there was another creator who said that they are like a litmus test for shitty men and men like this, because they have found that if they are around their friends and their friends, boyfriends or partners, otherwise, and that man does not like them. That is a, a, a big red flag that this is a person right. who has issues with women has issues with independent women. I saw that. Yes. Yep. Um, and I fully agree. I am one of those too. Uh, there are some of my friends, they're like male partners. It, they don't like to be near me. They specifically avoid me <laughs> because I'm also, I have got a very detail oriented memory and I don't let things go because I have no stakes in this. I have no emotions. And right, right. that's the other thing because I have no pity. I do not have a sense of pity, especially in the case of like, okay, for instance, if I have a friend who has uh, a husband or a partner and they have kids and this partner cannot mm -hmm. do like the basic bare minimum of something for their kid, like oh. changing a diaper. Oh my God, I would freak out. So, 
my first instinct is to be like, okay, so what you need to do is just talk to him as if he was a toddler for the next three weeks, period, anytime. Oh, poor baby doesn't know how to do a simple diaper change. I will go straight into making them feel so stupid. So weaponized, because a lot of things that these nice guys do too, especially when they get in these relationships and narcissists mm-hmm. do this, is they use weaponized incompetence. Oh, yep. And what I find so funny about weaponized incompetence is I'm like, that's like the perfect gear up for me to just make fun of how pitiful you are. I don't understand. Sure. Don't you want to be competent? Why would you be purposefully incompetent in something very simple? Truly. The other thing that narcissists do in particular, nice guys do this, is why they call themselves nice guys. They are constantly yeah. searching for female validation. They are constantly needing to be coddled and told that they are nice, that they're better than other men, that they're not like mm-hmm. other men. They aren't. Uh, they're so nice. You know, they need validation. And I am, again, a very unvalidating person. I'm incredibly hypercritical, <laughs> actually. And so mm. especially if somebody comes forward and is like fishing for a compliment for themselves. Yeah. Oh, the first thing I do is like, oh, I mean, you sure? I don't really think that that was that smart of an idea. Here's why. Uh, actually, wow, you did the dishes. What a killer move. That really is astounding. Bold. Bold. <laughs> Honestly, where's the applause? Where? Yeah, right. Where are the scours of people telling you you did a good job for me? Oh, well, I just, I took out the trash today. I did all this stuff. Imagine being able to do basic adult tasks. It's amazing. What an amazing thing. Congratulations. <laughs> It's it's one thing if you struggle to do those types of things mentally because like you're getting through some like episode, but trying to sit there and pat yourself like I'm being such a helper, like, okay, but maybe you could also do that while not immediately demanding that your partner do everything else for you. And this is the one occasion where you manage to clean on your own, but you always are expecting your partner to do it for you. I don't know that I thought about this. I mean, I'm angry about weaponized incompetence all the time. But it's interesting, like, how they are showcasing how little they can supposedly do and yet hypersensitive to negative feedback about doing that said thing. It's like, you can't have it both ways, guy. Like, you either need, like, you can't, like, do very little and then be expected to be showered with praise. But I find that that's exactly it. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. And that's why they aim for people who they can emotionally manipulate and who are people-pleaser types, non-confrontational, struggle. Like, also, partners who would, like, really want and need to be needed, but also Mm -hmm. feel valued. Like, they have, uh, they need to be needed, but also their partner needs them, too. And so that's right. how a lot of these guys will start out. The type of relationship is like, have it be this, I need you, you need, you kind of need me. Look at all the help that I can do. The love bombing, the the mm-hmm. the task bombing, anything like that. Look how much you need me too. And then they try and they continue to go into things like isolation. And then you can get into domestic violence because they have gotten this person to believe that they are some special, again, main character energy. They are some special mm-hmm. uh, guy who's not like other guys and who you will never find somebody who treats you like I do. And I mean, certainly we have our problems, but I'm still better than other men because there are certain lines I don't cross. And it's like, no, babe, the bar is on the ground. And something I really push with any of my friends and anybody who actually partakes in relationships, I'm asexual personally. I have all, and again, always been that way. According to my mother, I used to be very like, whenever people wanted any (laughs) kind of physical affection, I've just never been, that looks gross. (laughs) Um, and so 
you know, as someone who can look at this relationship with a lot more critically, it's like, I simply have never understood the concept of being with someone when you are consistently miserable and complaining about them. Mm. And every time I've ever said that to one of my friends, like, but he, he does make me happy sometimes. Yes, but he also makes you miserable. And I just, I would right, like to right. wonder, how, oh, I can't be by myself. You really should try to focus on being okay with being yourself. Right. Because relying on someone who already is terrible is basically setting yourself up for, it's setting yourself up for failure. That's why yeah. I always focus on doing things that make me happy and make and are things that I can be okay with for me. I aim to make sure my younger self is happy. She's the only people I try to please is my younger self and yeah. trying to look out for my older self to the best of my ability. And narcissistic men sense that. They sense the, the toxic independence. They sense the lack of any impressment from them. I'm not impressed with them. <laughs> it's just, no. I'm not impressed. <laughs> and worse I am confrontational about it. So when they do that validation seeking, yeah. when they are trying to get their compliment fishing, they're going to get the opposite. And that's why they cannot stand me. And it's really funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that about me. Gives me a proper giggle. <laughs> but I've always said that like when you're wondering if someone is like nice or quote unquote nice, see how they react to any pushback mm -hmm. or perceived rejection. Because it's like, They'll go from like, hey, sexy tit, your bitch so fast. Oh, yeah. When they like come up with a compliment and don't get the energy they want back. So I think even if they're not, even if you don't want to like go full on like antagonistic on someone, like just giving a little pushback when someone comes at you, because these guys reveal like how uh, just aggressive they will become when they don't get what they deem as uh, what they deserve for the just like a compliment, anything nice. If they don't get like your number or your grace or your attention, or you don't just like fan yourself at the thought of them validating you, like they will show their cards pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And I think this is also a matter of projection in a way from them, because when do men ever get complimented? Never. Yeah, that's true. Never. That's true. And so they yeah. think, and this is what they will argue, that any attention from another person, be it a man, be it a woman, mm -hmm. is you should yeah. be so, like, if it happened to them, they would be so flattered. Right. They'd be so like, oh my God, like, oh, thank you. I do look nice. Like, if you do compliment a man, uh, if you do it, <laughs> notice, they like go, like, they are so genuinely right. thrown off because it is a thing in society. Men just don't get Men don't compliment other men. Men don't yep. get compliments from women because I know I could not just say, hey, man, I like your shirt without that man falling in love with me. Um, <laughs> Coming for immediately, me personally. Immediately falling in love yes. with me. Um, yeah. You know, it is. And that's unfortunate because then we can't. Women are more likely to give compliments. Most of the compliments I get are from women. Um, right. And so, you know, they don't get this stranger interaction unless they start it. And so they would consider it such an honor and such like a, a good moment, such a feel good moment for themselves right. that they cannot conceptualize that we don't or why we don't. And it's like, I know that you don't get this. I know that it never happens for you because when's the last time anybody told you you looked nice besides like your grandmother six months ago. But as somebody who actually gets compliments all the time. Right. I know the difference. And so like, I just like to flex that I get what they, it's like, <laughs> I don't flex. And what the worst part is I don't even seek it. I'm literally, I, I dress for myself. And like I said, it's the compliments and the attention is the side effect, not the desired effect. Sure. 
Sure, sure. It's just people being correct, you know? <laughs> and so that makes them even matter because it's, it's like having, and it's the same way with like my, like the fact that I have a more sex appeal to me that they see like, and they sure. also project this onto women as a whole because they consider women so much, it is so much easier for a girl to, you know, do the deed and get, and sure. get done uh, than it is for a man. Men have to really work at it. They have to like try to court and woo. Meanwhile, if a girl walked in and was like, Hey, you want to bang? Like, it would probably yep. happen. Five guys are like, uh-huh. They get so jealous. Yes, I think it is jealousy. Yeah. It is such a jealousy of what we could have that they want so mm-hmm. bad. And yeah. so that is another reason that when you don't give them what they want with that validation, they're immediately thinking of how they would get feel. Like they would love it. So yeah. how dare you? I mean, it's it's also like they don't know how to find intimacy other than through sex a lot of the uh-huh. times. And so it's like, I feel like they're like fiending for it because they don't have intimacy in a lot of relationships versus a lot of women or like non-binary people, trans people. I feel like a lot of not just men, you know, like have these skill sets and are emotionally developed in a different way to have intimacy in friendships and in family members. Friendships is so important because they don't, that is another thing. It's the rise of the single lonely male you know, like, oh why, why are they, the fact that <laughs> men who don't actually manage to seal their own deals at all, uh, why are they literally put on FBI lists? Because they are dangerous. Meanwhile, women and femme presenting people or otherwise who are not doing the deed or choosing to not are happier because we have friendships. We have other ways yes. that we can get our socialization and have and feel like we build bonds and community that aren't reliant on doing the deed. And are deeper than yep. that. So we actually feel heard. And men should absolutely have more friendships. They should work on themselves and having friendships and having relationships that do not have anything to do with the diddle. And they will be so much <laughs> happier that they just want. I don't understand. And again, it's asexuality a bit too. Like there's no libido, but I've never understood needing it so bad. Right. That you're going to be like right. depressed that you can't get any. Like, I just don't understand personally. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one either. But I, I definitely think it's interesting how that is linked. Men, like men being lonely and men not having sex and men's mental health are like all linked as if they're one issue. And the fact that that's not addressed is like, hmm. Maybe men's mental health shouldn't be dependent on, on a woman Ex- or sex. And yet, like what? And yet, they put it all on us. If they're lonely and they're not getting any, then it's our fault. Yeah. It's because of us. Right, and it's right. like, dude, it's yeah. you gotta work. You gotta do some reflection. I know that it's really hard. Inner work. I know it's really <laughs> difficult to to do some self analysis and some self critique, but it's very important right. because you can't just blame everyone else for your problems. Yeah. You got to take self-responsibility. I do. If I do things that make me like have any kind of strife, the first person I go is like, God damn it, past kitty. Why'd you set me up for this? Kitty. Kitty, Why didn't you, why did you wait until like the last minute to go to the airport? Like, (laughs) you know, like that's whose fault is that? It's fine. And it's like, I I had somebody talk to me about, there was like something I was using and they were mentioning like, oh, like there's potential risks with using this type of thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know. There are risks I'm willing to take. (laughs) Like I'm taking that risk. I know it's a risk assessment yeah. I made for myself personally, and you can make a different risk right. assessment. And if future Kitty has issues because of this thing, you know, the first person I'm going to blame me. 
Yeah, I knew it, it's my fault. It's my fault. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah. I'm the problem. It is me. Uh, it is but me. In fact, men especially will see their own loneliness and be like, "It's me. It's the women. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. It's my mom. <laughs> it's somehow it's my mother, Freud. Right? Um, no, I think <laughs> Freud. When you pair the nice guy persona with narcissism, it's like it's this house of cards, and if they pull anything that takes, like if they move any little card that takes away from their idea of what a nice man is if they have to analyze and break down and do the self-work like they cannot remove a single card to look at themselves and so instead they just throw it back because like any little reflection anything that triggers them feeling less than or not the nice guy or not perfect or whatever they not as good as they think they are right like we all know that the seed of the narcissist is deeply insecure and hates themselves right but like the outer thing that they live in that they they don't really ever get to the the vulnerability part mm -hmm. um it's like it is so fragile <laughs> what they've created is so fragile that instead of like looking at it they have to have a, a villain coming at them. Like they can't, like, it's me. It's I'm me. The one coming I'm at the them. villain. That's who I am. <laughs> that's my and job. And that's the thing too. When they try to vilify that, because they will, they're like, yeah. that's like everything they have built around their nice persona and them being this mm -hmm. kind of like good person who deserves, who is owed and deserves the praises and, yes. the and everything that comes along <laughs> with being so nice. Right. When when they don't get that, then the person that is that antagonistic force is the villain of that story. They could never sit there yes. and say that they were doing something wrong. They consider themselves that hero. Right. And so they try to make you feel bad for not giving them what they want. How dare you? I'm I'm so nice. How dare you not give me what I want? And a lot of women and femme presenting people will go in and they will be like, they'll try to explain it. And they'll try to be like, right. I don't owe, you know, they'll try to do stuff like that. And I think what they really hate about me is, is instead of doing that, which again, if you want to try to educate the men, kudos to you of so much patience and, and well wishes in your heart. <laughs> I do not have those things. I just lean straight into being like, nah, I'm terrible. I'm the worst you've ever met. Yeah. And that makes them even matter because they don't know how to do, they don't know how right. they'll just keep trying to be like, well, you're terrible. Yes. Correct. correct. Good job. Thank Gold you. star. Um, you got it sometimes and I'll, I'll have people call me a narcissist and I'm like I'm a sociopath there is a distinctive difference different uh different. yeah do get it correct people call me if they call me like oh, the b word I'll be like oh please the b word was my mother I'm the c word <laughs> <laughs> get the again terminology you're almost there but you need to work a little yeah bit. right and the nice guys oh my god hate this because they're trying to make you feel bad for having boundaries right. They're trying to make yes, you feel yes. bad for not needing or validating them. And they're never going to get that from me. I don't feel bad. <laughs> I feel better, actually. You know what? I feel great. This was entertaining. You know, life is so boring. Sometimes you need to get just that little pepper of entertainment. I have a, I call it my trophy room of mounted heads. I have it on my, my Facebook in perpetuity because I post them on my Instagram stories whenever they happen. Sure. But when I get bad faith commentary, I immediately poke back because one, keeps me sharp, keeps me fresh. <laughs> um, but two, gives me on my toes. Two, it gives me engagement. That's actually the only reason I really do it. Like, if I'm not sure, it's, sure. it's good for me for money. I like money. Yeah, that helps. I me. like money. Um, I have yeah. single handedly antagonized men into getting a video to hit the algorithm again and like get me more engagement and views and like 
followers just because a particular guy got butthurt and left like 20 comments. Yes. And I'm just like, LMAO. Like, and then, so when I have (laughs) particularly good comebacks, I'll screen grab and I'll throw them on my Facebook in my trophy room album Mm -hmm. so that everyone, and it is the most popular (laughs) thing on my Facebook account. Like everyone loves the trophy room, but it's never to educate him. Oh, I don't care. No, no. It's to educate people it's yes. to make a curb stop example out of him because he gave me he gave me a corpse on a platter and i'm just like okay well now we're gonna vulture kick it because it was given to me mm-hmm. autopsy but the, I, I feel like you like your page is very clear as to who you're talking to most of the time now you will go for people certain times but it's like they've already crossed a boundary with you like if they're coming into your space mm-hmm. yeah it's like and they're coming in bad faith it's like I wish people kind of recognize that more that like if somebody's coming into your space, knowing that they are coming with an energy you don't want, or they are purposefully misunderstanding you. It's like you have every right to come at them with whatever energy you see fit. I, I love that you're onto that. Yeah, it's exactly the just because you came in and you thought your intent was this, the impact can be different. And it should be something I'm aware of it. I know damn well what my intent is. But I also know that a lot of people may get a different impact from it. Um, I just don't care. That's a them problem. I know what my intent was. And you know, you cannot and it is not a feasible ask to expect everyone to understand your intent 100,000% of the time, no matter how clear you are. And like, I've even had some commentary in my comments where, you know, somebody asks me a question, but the way they ask it was, was derogatory or otherwise just set up in bad faith. And so I answered in bad faith and then they get offended. They're like, I was just asking a question. And I'm like, and I gave you an answer. Energy matched. You asked, well, you're being so mean about it. I know. Because also I think that they're coming in and then when they get the same energy back, I think it makes them self-reflect a little, but then they want to get defensive. They're being like, uh, 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 why are you being mean to me? What did I do? Well, I'm not going to even say that you were necessarily giving me that energy and you were coming in here with shitty energy first. It's more like, oh no, I just felt like it. This is what you get for asking questions. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I don't even know how to mentally deal with what you just said. Oh, it's so fun. Oh God. Kitty, this has been very insightful and educational. It's like, I feel like we have like opposite like energies in a lot of way, which I very much enjoy. I feel like you've probably escaped a lot of the things I've dealt with because of the way that you handle things. So I'm like, that's, this is very helpful. But if people want to hear more from you, how can they find you? Um, So I am on all of the major platforms. Uh, so TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, always please double check that my name is misspelled correctly. Uh, C-A-F-F-I-N-A-T-E-D-K-I-T-T-I. If there is any weirdness to that, it isn't me. Um, we, there's lots of fake accounts out there, especially, and I'm like, the number one way you're not going to grow your fake account is with as antagonistic, uh, content as I have. The fact I have grown my account is shocking to me at times, (laughs) but you know, please make sure that if you're following me, you're following the correct version of me. And I do sincerely hope that I can make you the worst version of yourself, but also that you never have to use any of the things I talk about because ideally you won't, but we all know you probably will. Facts. Uh, and they can find you have you have a link tree right mm-hmm. on your TikTok for your because you do just coaching as well, right? Oh yeah, um, I do have my Patreon, which does have an option where you can get direct one-on-one specific coaching with me. Um, that's the most direct way to get like a true coaching lesson session. I do try to keep things especially broad and open because capitalism sucks. So uh, <laughs> take care of yourself first and foremost before you treat anybody else on the internet. 
Um, but if someone really wants to have something as direct like this with me, that is the way to do it. Um, and in my link tree, I also have a Spotify playlist made together of uh, songs that you can use to distress men. So if you ever need to just play some music out loud because somebody is annoying you and you just need to sing aloud to something, uh, the dismemberment song, the her song, you know, I just got some great suggestions for our non-confrontational folk as well there. Okay, well, I will definitely be checking that out as soon as we get off this call. I'm going to be seeing what's on that playlist. How intriguing some recommendations <laughs> some light listening some light listening <laughs> akin to screams um well kitty this has been amazing like i said make sure to check out her socials i will have her links in the description of this episode make sure you're also checking out our patreon we have patreon exclusive episodes on there and some extra content stuff that didn't make it into the episode and just a bit of community so if you want to join us there make sure to check it out the link will be in this episode description Thank you again to everybody that's listening. And as always, my friends, F the nice guy.